coming to you from the JD Bar and Grill Mobile Studios on the wild, wild western side of San Antonio. This is the Smoking Guns Podcast. I'm Philip Higginbotham, joined as always by R.C. Woods. Hello. And Leo Yamas. What's up, Gunslinger fans? We are a podcast that deals with football. More specifically, we are a podcast that deals with football in Texas. And even more specifically than that, we are a podcast that deals with football in the San Antonio area, centered mainly around the San Antonio Gunslingers of the American Arena League. Greatest thing to happen to San Antonio professional football. That's right. And it's here. It's live. It's real. It's played uh, across three states now. Mm. Yeah. Um, and we got a fan in Italy. But wow. Yeah, we got, we got a fan in Italy. I got to uh, talk to him. Is it, is it a male or female? Italy. I Does don't know. Oh. Well, I, re- I just want to say <laughs> they, hi. They posted on YouTube. Hey, it's 2021. That is no longer the question. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, it could be anything outside of that realm, too. Okay, it's Italian fan. I, I Italian would have to say fan. he or she, but the Italian fan, hello and thank you. So... We're going to get into all of that. If you want to get in touch with the show, there's a couple of different ways you could do that. You can email us at smokingunspod, smoking no G guns with a Z, P O D, at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail message, and you could be the first to do this because nobody's done it oh, yet. Somebody call us and leave a message at yeah. speakpipe, www.speakpipe.com, S P E A K P I P E.com, slash smoking guns pod. Smoking OG, guns with a Z, P-O-D. We want to hear, hear from you guys. I mean, For it's, sure. It's cool to see the comments down there and, and discuss that way, but we'd like to hear you guys, uh, your voices on the show too. For sure. We'd love to get you guys involved. It's the middle of the season now. We can actually say that. We're two That's games true. in, middle of the season. We'd love to take some of your comments, some of your questions, and get them on the show, but we can only do that if you... Um, Interact. Yeah, if you do, if you get connected. Mm-hmm. So you go to speakpipe.com. You can leave us a message up to 90 seconds. Wow, okay. Um, it could be longer if we would pay for it, but we're not going to do that. Plus, why do you need more than 90 seconds to ask a question? 90 seconds is a lot. And I say that as a guy who has gone over my speak pipe limit and had to record questions for other mm. podcasts. I, I it, bet you could I'm get over shocked. 90 seconds. I can get sure. over 90 seconds. Yeah. I, I can shocked. talk longer than 90 <laughs> seconds. Ain't nobody shocked. Um <laughs> You can also connect with us on our social media pages. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. You can search Smoking Guns Podcast and find us there. We are on all your podcast apps from Apple all the way Podbean. through to yeah, Podbean, mm-hmm. uh, Spotify. Mm-hmm. Everything. Everything. We're all like iHeartRadio. And, and if we're not on it, if it's where you listen to podcasts and we're not on it, you need to uh, let us know. Call us and let us know. And... If you, uh, oh, Monique's trying to answer a question. I'm going to get to yeah. it, Monique. Thank you, cool. Monique. We're going to get to it. Um, and uh, if you find one we're not on, let us know. We'll try to get on there. And if we are on your podcast app that you love, let us know that that's where you listen by rating, subscribing, and reviewing if that particular podcast app allows you to do that. We have no reviews right now on Aww. Apple. We have uh, no reviews anywhere that I know of. Maybe a couple on Podbean, mm. which is our hosting site, but that's it. How about on Facebook? We don't have any reviews on Facebook? Well, Facebook doesn't Facebook do podcasting. Yeah. Oh, okay, but I do. I know. Like they're does. watching us on Facebook now. By the way, you're watching us now on Facebook Live, or you're not. Um, if you're not, realize that we're doing this more and more often. We're going live on Facebook Monday nights, traditionally, although we've got to have 
We're going to have to change that conversation next week. around that next week. Definitely conversation. We'll be at a we game got this on Monday football night. Football game at six thirty on Monday night. I guess we could record before the football game, but what would be the point of that? By the time yeah. the episode came out, it would all be old news. So we'll have to figure out how we're going to handle that. Um, but we are going live. On email, Jeffrey Carver, the email is smokinggunspod at gmail.com. Smoking no G, guns with a Z, P-O-D, all one word, dot com, or uh, at gmail.com. Hi, Ray, our favorite photographer. Ray. Ray asked me for a roster today, and I sent it to him and said, this is what we got. (laughs) It's not perfect, but it's what we've got. Uh, So we had a football game last Saturday. We did. But before that, there was news. Big news. All over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, last week, we had conversation around the first football game, the first game there in the Rose Palace. Ooh. The good, the bad, the ugly. We talked about all of that sort of stuff. We did. Um, and then I think Gunslinger Nation, as small as it is, the, the posse around the Gunslinger woke up Thursday to some... Um, big news. Big news. Mm-hmm. Kind of a bummer when you first hear it. Uh, Coach Tony Hernandez... Stepped away from the organization on Wednesday evening. Um, and so we want to address that briefly because it's news and we're a gunslingers news podcast. And so that's something we need to address. We can't pretend it didn't happen. But I will tell you that uh, five days past that at this point, I, I think that the team, the organization, and for that matter, Coach Tony are all in better places than they were in that moment um, right. and leading up to that moment. So ultimately a positive thing for everybody all the way around. And that's always good. Right. It's always good for everybody to say, Hey, we're in a lot better place because this didn't work out. And, and ultimately that's what it is. So I've seen a lot of comments on Facebook um, about, wow, I can't believe that they got rid of the coach after one loss. I can tell you with, um, with 100% certainty that this had nothing to do with, a lost football game. Right. No, the the timing seems a little odd. It's not something you expect after one game. And then, you know, the fact that it was a loss leads to people questioning that, but this was a decision independent of the result of that game. It was a, a, a number of other underlying factors and everyone involved agreed that this was the best move. Fans may question it, not understanding, not, realizing the entire situation but we have been assured by both parties that this is this was uh, in the best interest of everyone involved well, and we've seen it yeah we've mm-hmm. seen it I mean, firsthand. we've seen it in uh, firsthand we went with uh, we being leo and i went with the team to mississippi to broadcast the game we're going to talk a lot about that but we've seen that side of things we haven't spent any time with coach tony although i have had some conversations with him right. um and i can tell you from my personal experience on both sides Everybody's in a better place. Sometimes there are situations that look like they will work out great. And you get there and you go, this just doesn't fit the way I thought it would. And I think both sides of this particular equation looked at things after that first game and said, this just isn't fitting like we thought it would. And we need to make some sort of change. And so before I hate y'all and y'all hate me, let's be smart here and say, let's walk our separate ways and... No hard feelings. Uh, Coach Tony, the one thing he has told me more than anything else in the conversations I've had with him since he walked um, away on Wednesday night was, I wish nothing but the best for those guys. True. Um, He wants his players 
to be successful. He wants the best and knows that they deserve the va- the best. Um, and on the other side of that, I've heard the same thing from ownership from the team. Like, we don't want anything bad for Tony. We're not upset with Tony. We're not mad at him. We don't hate him. It just wasn't a fit. It just wasn't fitting the way um, it felt. So it's it's an odd situation, one game into the season, to be changing head coaches and somebody as well-liked around the fan base as Coach Tony was. Right. Um, but I, I will tell you, or as much as my word is, um, this is the best situation for it, it looks like for everybody involved, and that's what we should all want. True. Now, I noticed that you have the Coach's Corner t-shirt on today. So if people ask about that, I haven't heard any information. So that's maybe not a question to ask us at this time. But if we do get any information, we definitely will pass it along. Yeah, Coach's Corner, uh, meant to reach out to them today. Got a little busy at work. Uh, Have not been able to connect with them. But uh, I know that they've been active and involved in posting some things about the Gunslingers. Since the since the Even games. since Wednesday night. Game the two, separation, yeah. mm-hmm. right. So I, I expect them to continue on if we hear anything different than that. Right, we'll, we'll definitely we'll pass it on. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that is what it is. I, it's it's a bummer on some levels because I really enjoyed the times that we got to spend around Coach Tony. But having spent time with the team um, for nearly three straight days, um, spending time around the team, I can tell you that um, it is not. It was not a dark cloud hanging over everybody's head. Right. No. I mean, I'm, there, there weren't did, there yeah. weren't parties. Right. They weren't, you know, celebrations. They weren't celebrating that Tony was gone, but it was, we moved forward. Right. Everyone was relaxed. Everyone was focused on what they were there to do. Let's come, come away with that W. Mm -hmm. And also everyone has a lot of confidence in the current coaching staff that we have there. Coach Q is great. Um, He's more than capable of, of leading this team to victory and, you know, a successful season. And I think the results of week two are very much proof of that. Right. And I, I've heard it before where don't take it personally. This is a business. And we have to remember this is a business, too. Right. Um, that's really all we need to say about that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a bummer on one level. And then on another on another level, we just move forward. That's all we can um, do. Yeah. And what a way to move forward, too. With yeah, yeah. For sure. With the big um, W. So this week, the San Antonio Gunslingers headed out to Mississippi. Mm. Hattiesville. Mississippi. Hattiesburg. 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 I can now say I have been there. Home of the <laughs> gunslinger, Brett Favre. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, Brett Favre lives in Hattiesburg or has a home in Hattiesburg. He also mm. has a ranch outside of Hattiesburg, uh, about 45 minutes outside. I, I kind of stalked. What's funny is I don't like Brett Favre. I'm not a huge Brett Favre fan. Like, I recognize what he means to the game, mm-hmm. but I don't really like him that much. But, I mean, I have read a book about him a an in-depth biography about him uh written by jeff perlman yes everybody of knows i love jeff um Perlman called gunslinger and um it, so when we were headed that way i was like oh let me figure out like i look Where deep into yeah you're a stalker a little bit okay whatever at least you can admit it Feel hey like- if I'd have thought of it earlier, I'd have seen if I could get him to come out and like address the team, Ooh, talk to the been, team. See, had you told you me, like I would have got the Why do you want him to address the team if you don't like him? Because he is, 
I mean, he is Brett Favre. He's the gunslinger. He is Brett Favre. And he is the gunslinger. I don't dislike him. Uh, I can't say I like him, but I don't dislike him. And I definitely respect what he accomplished in his career. So when I recognized that there was no way that I was going to be able to make contact with him and get him out there, Mm -hmm. then I found out about Cameo. Of course, you Mm -hmm. know about Cameo. Um, You can have celebrities record personal messages for you. And I'm like, I wonder what it costs to have Brett Favre do like a quick message for the gunslingers coming to... Hattiesburg, That's right. he's the gunslinger. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're going to, our hotel was like a mile away from where he played college football. Oh, man. So how much was it? $300. Wow. And wow. I'm like, I'm in the wrong business. I should be a <laughs> Hall of Fame quarterback. Because I would, I you would record. You realized that then? I would record six or seven minute messages for $300 a pop all day long. Where do you apply to become a Hall of Fame quarterback? You know? Yeah, I don't Is know. Is there an application I, out I there somewhere? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you'd need to ask uh, Brett Favre and to- and um, and the cameo people. Uh, you'd need to ask um, Troy Aikman. Mm. You'd need to ask um, John Elway. You can yeah. ask Elway. Manning. You, you'd need to ask who? Manning. Yeah, Peyton Manning. Uh, Tony Romo. These are the guys you would need to. Uh, he's not there yet. I get it, but he should be. I get it. Okay. Uh, so we had it, headed out to Hattiesburg. Uh, took on the Mississippi Raiders. I hate that name. I know that. That's boring. I, I wanted to get there and hate everything about you that organization. You did such a good job, too, of, of hiding, of masking <laughs> your contempt for the Raiders Well, the people there name. were so nice. They were. <laughs> the people were great. The, the, the people from that organization, they were all so very welcoming and great, at least to us. Top okay. to bottom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, owner and head coach, uh, Germany, James Germany, all the way down through their um, audio video guys that we spent a lot of time around because uh-huh. we were trying to fix certain problems. Got a chance to talk to some of their assistant coaches. And then, of course, you know, uh, ran across a couple of their players from top to bottom. Entire organization. Very respectful. Nice good. guys. Good guys. Um, Graceful in the loss. Even afterwards, yeah. we talked to them afterwards. Yeah, they were having a great time yeah. with their families on the field, uh, you know, dancing and they're playing professional football and it was their first game and they were excited about that because we all have one goal is we want this league to succeed you know for sure um and these guys were like really from top to bottom i i wasn't sure you never know going into right you don't know what i mean i've done i've done high school football games where i've showed up at as a member of the press Technically not connected to a team at all, but from Lavernia, mm-hmm. you walk into their home and, you know, I don't wear Lavernia stuff when I'm doing a road football game. I feel like that's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be in their press box. I need now I wear a blue and white neutral like, shirt, checked shirt or something. Right. I, it, it's it's low key. I, I'm still Lavernia, but uh, I've walked into some places and gotten very cold shoulders very little information. Yeah. Mm. Uh, just because I'm I'm coming from the other side. Uh Coach Germany and that whole organization could not have been more welcoming uh or more uh, willing to help us figure out what we needed to figure out which ultimately could not be done. Yeah. Aww. That interconnection. Um, and that that wasn't them, that was the facility. That was the facility. An interesting facility. It was uh it was a rodeo arena strangely enough. Like mm-hmm. it, it it mainly does rodeos there in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and uh, they had laid down the turf. It parts of it were very familiar, like all very reminiscent. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of very familiar Flashbacks. moments where, oh yeah, <laughs> like they were using a projector as their oh, scoreboard okay. and like some things that we were like, we could have told you that that 
Not gonna there, work. There's so, other ways you need to, or other things you need to look at doing. But on a whole, the whole organization was was great. Uh, now getting out there. Tell well, us about that. What did you think about getting out there, Leo? I will just say I posted on my Facebook page 13 hours, and it was roughly 13 hours because wow. you factor in stops and waiting around, stuff like that. But, yeah, 13 hours on a bus, you know, inside a big tin can, hurling down I-10 at, you know, 70, 75, 80 miles per hour is no fun. Um and also I-10 is no fun, mm. regardless of what, what sure. you're traveling in. But a big, huge tin can, like the bus that, you know, that we're in, um, that's even less fun. Well, if I hear my pom-poms, I'd be cheering you guys, because kudos to you two for making that, that ride all the way down there. And Jonas. And Jonas. Jonas, Jonas yeah. isn't yeah. here, so thank you for doing that. don't want to forget about Jonas. Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, I originally wanted to go, um, but maybe next time. So all of that, I mean... We'll talk about more. I know we're going to talk about this. We talked about it on the broadcast. So most people are watching probably already know what a challenge it was for this team to go out there and play this game and be that focused after the long trip. But Mm -hmm. I mean, that bus ride just made it that much more of a testament. You know, it was phenomenal. The the performance these guys put out on the field after having to go through that, that travel Mm -hmm. and then, uh, put in the rest that they needed early the next day, remain focused, lots of other things going on, and still play this game and, and play it the way they played it. Yeah. So just some insight. Like, we're going to take you inside because we can, of because course, we get to. Because you're on the bus. Uh, the bus. And I don't know that this is not true of every um, journey. Coach, motor oh. coach, uh, whatever you want to call them, the you know the, the bus, bus for hire mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, in the front, which was where Leo and I were, up mm-hmm. near the driver, and Jonas, it was cold. <gasps> oh, yeah, the okay. AC is blowing. Like, AC is blowing. It's beautiful. <laughs> in the back, where Jason is, and some of the players, not so sweating much. like crazy because oh, the no. motors back there, the engines back there, and it's kicking all that heat. And the restrooms back there, it is right. That's kind of stinky. Yeah, not great. Um, so there was that issue of, you know, two very different climates. Mm. Uh, Jason is, you know, texting me and calling me up in the front. And he's like, could you tell him to put the AC on? And I'm like, dude, I, it's on. I didn't bring a <laughs> ski jacket. I can't, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. Leo, you like it cold, though. I do like it cold. This house is cold. I was very comfortable. <laughs> as far as the temperature, I was comfortable. I wasn't comfortable with about anything else, but the temperature was fine for okay. me. Uh, we... We're on 10 in the middle of the night. So on the way up there, we had two different people try to change lanes and not see a gigantic white bus. One one guy, I know why he didn't see us. He has, what, 50 wooden pallets? At least. It was a, a pickup truck hauling a trailer that had pallets piled up probably 12, 15 feet high. At oh least. And then yeah, strapped sure. down. Yeah, yeah I don't see how that could be legal, but he obviously could not see over that pile of pallets, and he tried to change lanes like a matter of a foot or two in front of us, oh. and I was already picturing wood shrapnel oh, yeah. just flying <laughs> everywhere because it would it would have been ugly. And then a semi at one point, like we're we're passing a semi, and there's a semi that just starts. It's two lanes right there. We're in Louisiana. And uh, there is no, there's, there's a huge median because it's a very swampy area. Mm-hmm. So it's all, 
you know, you can see yeah. water down there. Oh my gosh. And he starts to move over. And I mean, there's nowhere this bus can go. Um, so the bus driver lays on his horn and the guy, you know, ah, yeah. And Scary. we lived. It was eventful. And then on the way back, on the way back was oh the worst. Cause it was the night. Yeah. Middle of the night, we're all kind of dozing and sleeping, and all of a sudden, you know, you're 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 in that area because you can't really sleep. You're not getting right. into a deep sleep, but uh, I'm right in that like dozing kind of area, and I feel the bus like stop. Mm. It's it's seventy miles an hour, and all of a sudden, it's not slowing down; it's stopping. And so I look up, and again, I'm right there in front of the window, and there are headlights. On oh. our side of the highway, oh our side coming gosh. down toward us, that one car, crazy. one guy in a car. Now the driver handled it great. He slows down. He gets all the way um, as far over to the the right, uh, right as he can. Mm-hmm. This guy's driving on the left side, so I don't know if he just didn't realize that it was. Too, uh, yeah. that he thought he was on the right uh, wrong way, wrong way driver, and yeah, that was and terrifying. What time was that? that was scary. Lights. Yeah. And it really gets scary in a moment like that. Like, you don't think about all the possibilities of what's going to happen. But after he passed me a few minutes later, I'm like, dude, I'm right on the front of this bus. There's nothing but a gigantic window between me and this car. If he if he runs into the front Too of the bus. Too scary. Um, so, and what time about was that? That was the middle know. of the night. Yes. Middle Who knows? Of the night. Oh, Who my knows? gosh. Scary. You lose track of time <laughs> on a 13-hour bus ride. <laughs> Folded up like some sort of, uh, you know. Sandwich? No. You fold sandwiches? Yeah, you fold sandwiches. I don't, I don't okay, fold the chair. sandwiches. Okay, <laughs> chair. How about a folding yeah, chair? Like a lawn chair. Okay, I'll fold it up like with a lawn chair. Trying to sleep. I know other people fold sandwiches. Uh, just just a, an interesting thing. We got up there to uh, Hattiesburg late at night, 1 o'clock in the morning. Checked in the hotel, an avid hotel, which I've never heard of before, A-V-I-D. Hmm. I want to give them some love, though, because it was a very nice hmm. little facility. Yeah, um, nice, comfortable, really bedding. Really at one point when Jason told me, Hey, the team's going to take care of the hotel. Don't worry. We got a really good price on it. Immediately. I know what really good price on a hotel usually means. (laughs) Not the case here. Uh, I am going to tell you that uh, this place was nice. Like I was really, really impressed. um, And they sponsor the Raiders. Apparently we saw their banner on the dasher boards. Maybe need to work in that, you know, work on that. So So teams come. Yeah. Um, so all in all, just uh, a really interesting ride up there. We get checked in, um, we all sleep, and then we get up the next morning for the game, and we're going to take a break right there. And we're going to talk a little bit about the football game itself. Um, and we've also got a special guest. Yeah, we're going to talk about guest. the football Woo-hoo! game with, um, and we're going to keep you in suspense because you're watching on Facebook Live or you're listening on your podcast app right now, and you're like, who? Who is it? Um I'm going to keep you in suspense, although my guess is I will forget that I'm supposed to do that and put his name in the description of the episode. So if you're listening on a podcast app, you probably already know. Yeah. But uh, we'll be right back. We're going to get him on the phone. We're going to talk some football uh, with a gunslinger himself. Yep. Stick around, guys. You're not going to want to miss this. We'll be right back. Smoking Guns Podcast is excited to have JD's Bar and Grill as our studio sponsor. No matter where we go this year, whether it's the Rose Palace or all the way up to Hattiesburg, Mississippi, Woo. Mississippi, home of the gunslingers, uh, JD's Bar and Grill is there. Uh, we take the mobile studio with us anywhere, anytime. The mobile studio is what's responsible in some small way for uh, 
uh, Gunslingers broadcast. Small, yep. I think, yeah, pretty good way. JD Mobile Studio, J- they were on the bus with us. The Ooh. JD's Bar and Grill is <laughs> at 2000 Southeast Loop 410, Suite 101, but that may not mean anything to no. you, so I'll tell you it's right. at the Rigsby exit on 410, uh, outside the loop, right there over by Security Services. There's a Dollar Walmart. Tree over mm-hmm. there. Walmart is mm-hmm. the big anchor in that area. Uh, head on out to JD's Bar and Grill. They got drink specials. Mm-hmm. They've got food specials. Food, pool. They got pool tables. They Darts. got dart boards. They have everything you expect. From it, it's it's March Madness time. Go out Ooh, there right. and watch some games for sure. Um, we were at a great little place when we stopped at Hattiesburg. When we were in Hattiesburg, a little place called Mugshot. Right, right next to the hotel. It was very cool. It was nice to uh, enjoy our meal mm. and watch the games. You don't have to drive all the way to Hattiesburg and go to Mugshots to do that. No, you can go right over to JD's Bar and Grill. Enjoy uh, March Madness. Watch your team and your bracket blow up um, when everything (laughs) goes wrong. When your team, when your Texas or your Ohio State gets knocked out of your bracket, you can watch all of that happen at JD's Bar and Grill, and you can drown all of the sorrows there in in their margarita. With good company. Yeah, absolutely. Got got plenty of drinks there that you can you can. What your whistle. Partake to, to drown your sorrows out for your team losing. Yeah. Go check them out on social media there on Facebook at JD's Bar and Grill. And it's spelled out TX. All one word. JD's Bar and Grill TX on Facebook. You'll know you found them. They have a uh, strawberry margarita on the rocks there mm, as their yummy. profile pic. Looks um, good. It does look good. And we're going to try to be out there very soon. Very, very soon. Um, maybe coming up sooner. It's, stick with us. Yes. We may talk about that a little later. Yes, for sure. Uh, Smoking Guns Podcast is also brought to you by Te- Teardrop Pepper Company. Mm-hmm. One of our favorite sponsors. One of our sponsors that has been with us since the very beginning. Love Speaking them. of good. Chris and his Sarah. Uh, wife, Sarah, mm-hmm. um, have been sponsoring this podcast as long as it has been a podcast. And we love them for that. Very but we don't just them. love them for that because they put out an awesome product. They do. Supreme Serrano and Golden Habanero Hot Sauce. It goes great on absolutely anything everything. and everything. It is the perfect way to spice up your gunslingers. Menu. Uh, yeah, your, well, your tailgate. I was specifically mm-hmm. going with your tailgate food mm-hmm. as you get that ready. Now, you need to order now, um, and they're going to get it to you. You can't walk into H-E-B and find Teardrop Pepper Company. Uh, you're going to have to go online to teardroppepperco.com or you can go to their social media sites at Teardrop Pepperco on all the social media and order some of their products. And if you use the offer code ARENA, A-R-E-N-A, you mm-hmm. save 10% on your order. You can get it here fast. Uh, they'll get it here fast. If you order this on Wednesday. Can you get it by Monday? I would be interested to see if you could get it here by I Monday. Challenge. I, I think I think there's a chance. I think, I think there's a chance you could have it for your, your Monday tailgate. tailgate. You'll have it by Friday or Saturday, I'd bet. Mm. I'd bet, but I could be wrong. They got it turned around. The times we've ordered, they've gotten it turned around very quickly. Very quick. quickly. Yeah. I think you have a chance. Go order and see. If, yeah. if you don't, let us I know. I challenge and, you. And yeah, but we challenge you. TeardropPepperGo.com. Use the offer code ARENA. Save 10%. Uh, it's good stuff. Put it, it on is. everything. They'll make some more. Yummy. Smoking Guns Podcast, Philip Higginbotham, R.C. Woods, Leo Yamas, and we have a special guest on the phone, but we'll get to that in just a second. 
Because we want to draw out the suspense, even though I think everybody on Facebook Live knows. We could do a drum roll. No, we, we don't. We're we don't not have doing the drum roll. Oh, my God. You guys uh, are no fun. Now, really, one of the stars of the game on Saturday night, yeah. Nico Thomas, uh, on the phone line with us, four touchdowns, um, made his presence felt. Really made his presence felt in the first game against North Texas, but uh, really took over in this game against the Mississippi Raiders. Nico Thomas on the phone lines with us. Nico, how you doing? Yay. I'm doing good, man. Uh, just recovering from the from the little battle we had and uh, getting ready for practice this week. So some people are going to look at 46-23, and they're going to watch the amazing, if I do say so myself, coverage of the game. It was amazing. Um, that's out there that they can watch and relive that game, and they're going to go, man, mm-hmm. this Mississippi Raiders team – was just not that good. Um, is that true? Uh, no, I don't think that's true at all. Uh, you know, they had a lot of guys out there that were pretty good. You know, uh, the quarterback went down early, so right. mm. you can already say it would have been maybe a little bit different of a game. But I think uh, the main reason why we dominated so much was uh, we came out with a chip on our shoulder. And after that first week, we thought that was a game we could win. So uh, everybody came out kind of almost angry, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. really wanted to get a win. So I think that was the main reason for the dominant game, you know, but they were they were still a good team. Uh, there was a moment in the game we thought we were up by a lot, and uh, they scored maybe a touchdown or two, and we were like, okay, let's, let's focus back up, not time to celebrate and get the win. Yeah, I think you're talking about right there at the beginning of the fourth quarter. We mentioned it on the coverage that for them to make a game out of this, they were going to have to – uh, score each possession they had the ball and they were going mm-hmm. to have to limit you guys to zero points to be able to climb back in it. And sure enough, they went down the field, scored a touchdown and then turned yep. the ball over when you guys had the ball and were doing what they needed to do in that moment where you start, you start looking at it and going, man, they, they have a chance to work their way back into this game. If they play this right, uh, you were 100%. able to, you were able to put them away, but uh, they weren't going to give up. No, no doubt. Now, I noticed on the last game, the guys from North Texas were pretty big. Now, this team looked a lot smaller, but very fast. Would you say that's a true statement? Uh, Yeah, you could say that. The the big dudes for North Texas, the O-line and D-line, they were, they were some pretty big guys. And, yeah, uh, they were. <laughs> they, the Mississippi, their O-line, was, they still had bigger dudes, but Compared to North Texas, I mean, even even our squad, we we didn't have some guys as big as they did. But yeah, you could you could definitely say this team was not nearly as big as North Texas was. But they were fast. They had a lot of fast dudes out there. Cool. Even despite the size that the uh, North Texas Bulls had along their line, uh, the Gunslingers' defensive line was st- still managed to get, I think, something like eight sacks in that first game. And in this yeah. game against Mississippi. I don't have the stats. I don't know what the final numbers were, but they were constantly in the backfield putting all kinds of pressure on those guys. I mean, can you tell us a little bit about people that might be watching or listening that didn't see the game, uh, just what a dominant performance uh, the defense and particularly that defensive front uh, had in that game? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, our front line, they were were one of the main reasons why our defense – could do what they did that game they they were terrorizing the quarterback and the second quarterback came in and he looked a little scared back there because 
it was one play after another. One of the defensive linemen were back there chasing him and giving him a hard time. So he didn't have enough time to look down the field. So uh, we got a lot of stops that way. So big shout out to our D line. Uh, awesome. They they did their thing. Yeah. So specifically on the defensive line, the guy I don't think we mentioned him enough. Really, we certainly didn't call him a star of the game, but we probably should have. Jonathan Taylor um, having a couple of really solid sacks. I think the sack that took uh, Trey out of the game, their starting quarterback, and then a couple of others. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he got back there and disrupted, and that is, that's a big help uh, on the defensive side when your uh, defensive line can get through and disrupt what they want to do and disrupt oh, yeah. their timing. That's a big help. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, Jonathan, he's, He's a beast, man, and we we've actually got a lot of beasts on that D line. Uh, Eric England, mm-hmm. uh, Ben Kane wasn't there this weekend. JB Butler, right. and shout out to JB Butler. He uh he was playing through some tough stuff that game, and uh, he kept right. focused, and he still bought out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to let everybody know, we haven't covered it yet in the episode. We're certainly going to get there, but JB Butler finds out on Saturday morning that his mother is in the hospital and she is ill and and. Uh, gravely ill mm-hmm. um yeah. and in fact she uh ended up passing after he returned is that correct uh yes there prayers yeah. up to him and his family so he had a decision to make he had the ability to take a car and drive back to san antonio he made the decision um based on lots of different things uh where he wanted to be where he uh you know where he knew his mom would want him to be. True. Um, and he went ahead and suited up, started the game, played a great game with a heavy heart, got on the bus, came back. Um, and uh, we, our thoughts and prayers here at the show are with him and his family through this time, but just a, a great performance for him to step out there and, and continue to play even going through something like that. Yeah, for sure. On your side of the ball, on the offensive side of the ball, your quarterback, which we're going to get to in a minute, uh, has some weapons. He's got you. He's got Kali Rashad. He's got Armand Lott. He's got uh, Chris Bustamante mm-hmm. and uh, Lee Calloway. Like, lots of weapons Mueller. there. It just keeps <laughs> right. going and yeah. going. How does that help you uh, when you go into a game knowing that you've got these other guys on uh, on that side of the ball with you, you know, they really can't cover everybody, can they? Oh, no, they can't. And uh, I was talking to Kali after the game, and I told him, and Armand, uh, we have a group of receivers and uh, running backs that our receivers, any one of us, any game, can go off for four or five touchdowns. As you saw the first game, Kali had five touchdowns. In the second game, I got my number called. So, you know, any game. Uh, I feel like every single one of our receivers can do something big. So it's hard for defenses to say, we're going to key this guy when you have another dude on the other side who can do the same exact thing. Exactly. So on, on that line, I kind of wondered about that, having the spectacular game that uh, Kali Rashad had in game one and knowing that there was film out there for the Mississippi Raiders to view and kind of prepare for this game for. I'm wondering if they saw that, and I'm wondering if it was evidence to you guys, evident to you guys on the field, that maybe their game plan was uh, to kind of limit Kali, and then you guys took advantage of that by, you know, uh, 
going your way because you were obviously a big focal point of the offense. Um, mm-hmm. Was was do you think that was the case, or was this just a matter of uh, situational football where you had the better matchup and the game plan was to 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 uh, get you the ball uh, once you saw some things um, on on the field? No, hundred uh, percent. You could tell that they were watching some. After the first quarter, uh, Kali told me that they're keying them really hard, and we started noticing that too. So, uh, yeah, you're right. They uh, they were keying him, and uh, it kind of just opened up things for other players and uh, kind of gave us more of a single coverage rather than having help when most of the eyes were on Kali. Because after, after someone has a five-touchdown game, you're, you're going to have to keep an eye on him. Right. Well, now that's going to be you. Four touchdowns, not five, but that's okay. And all four of those touchdowns coming from David Olvera. Tell us about working with David. How how, how is that? Uh, how do you feel about David? He's your quarterback, but tell us how you feel about him. Oh, David, he's he's great, man. He's he's got a good arm. He makes he makes good decisions. I know he had a little bit of a rough game the first game, but you know everybody kind of did. Kind of got the first game jitters out, but you could tell this uh, the second game that he was he was ready. He was focused. And uh, we learned a lot from the first game. He learned a lot. We went over it in practice, and uh, he was implementing it that whole game. Um, I'm pretty sure he had zero turnovers, which was great. That's what you love to see out sure. of your starting quarterback. He did. And uh, as a, he was, he was. Go ahead. No, as a matter of fact, it's funny. I got to tell the story. Oh, Nate's gonna yeah. give me a hard time. <laughs> We're sitting in Arby's as we stopped on the way home after the game. And everybody's kind of, you know, chatting and loud and really loud for the people in Arby's. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, we were all very loud because we were excited about a win. And Nate mm-hmm. at one point looks over at David and he goes, David, did you throw any interceptions today? And I looked at Nate and I go, no, he did not throw any interceptions today. <laughs> and Nate took exception because he's the only one that threw an interception. Um, and uh, let me know that he was disappointed with a particular gesture in my direction. Um, which I oh. earned. <laughs> to be fair, I earned. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So David, uh, what about Nate? Because you've worked with Nate some too. Now he's been in both games. Uh, he he not only works on the quarterback side, but he also gets in the mix some with you guys at the skill positions as a weapon. Um, tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about Nate. Nate Nate's a he's a football player, man. He uh, there's not many quarterbacks you see play quarterback, play receiver, go special teams, kickoff, kickoff return. There's not many guys that can really do that. He's a he's a really tough dude and you can kinda almost put him anywhere. I kinda I told him the other day he's a he's a utility guy. He can he can do everything, man. And it really showed, especially the first game, uh they put him in spots where he hadn't been in practice and he still uh still showed that he can do it. You know, he's a he's a He's a tough guy. He's a football player. But, right. yeah, Nate, Nate's a baller, man, and we're glad to have him out there. And, yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a utility man. He can do everything almost. So you and the team went through a coaching change this week, and we're not going to linger on, on the past. Um, we could have conversations about Coach Tony, but I want to move forward. I want you to tell me, because we haven't gotten a chance to talk to him, uh, talk to him on the show, or talk about him a lot. Uh, tell us about Coach Q and what makes Coach Q the right guy right now to be leading this team. Oh man, Coach Q, 
Coach Q is a great coach, man. He uh, he's a smart coach. He's not he's not one of the most vocal or vocal dudes. Uh, he's a he's a watcher, I'd say. Uh, but he's he's a great coach, and we love how he stepped up and embraced the head coach position sure. and uh, kind of just grabbed the horns of leadership and and is uh he's kind of really inspired all of us. And I want to give him a shout out. He's a uh, he's actually my first African American head coach, so. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool, but yeah, he's a great coach, man, and uh, we're all we're all ready to go to war with him. Uh, awesome. I know I speak for everybody when we're ready to go to war with Coach Q. And speaking of coaches on the offensive side of the ball, you have Coach Herbert Cheeto Gonzalez taking care of the offensive side of the ball pretty often. Uh, defensive guy that has played defense all of his life, swinging over to the offensive side of the ball and coaching you guys. Um, how does that work out, or, or what do you see? Uh, that's working about that I mean when you got a, a guy like uh, Herb he uh, he played in arena for a couple years he's played XFL he's a he's a football minded guy when you play at that level of football you got to know something about football so as soon as uh, he got the OC job and he came in started giving us the plays and stuff we already knew like oh yeah this this stuff's gonna work because he's a he's a almost like a veteran you know he knows what he's doing he's familiar with the game so uh we trust the calls he's calling and uh as you can see they're they're working pretty well yeah we definitely love cheeto for sure uh so oh, yeah somebody that you may know in here on facebook live asking a question a lady named alba nava she's mm-hmm. one of our uh patrons and i think she's part of uh intimately part of the group there around the team but she wants to know about your goals your objectives what you want to accomplish this year as part of the gunslingers do, you, do you, have you sat down and kind of penciled out exactly what you'd like to see any numbers any ideas of where you want this season to take you yeah 100 percent uh i think first and foremost my goal is to do what i can to win as many games as possible i'm pretty sure that's the same goal for everybody we want to we want to win that's that's what we're here to do but uh I think also uh, the goal for me personally was to not have any drops this season. I, I kind of want to have a DeAndre Hopkins season. Nice. If the ball touches my hands, I don't I don't want to have any drops. Uh, but that's really the main goal. I'm not really worried about how many touchdowns I score, or how many yards I get, because I know I'm going to do my part when the ball is thrown to me. But yeah, I, no drops the whole season. Excellent. Caleb Hartsfield checking in and saying that Nico is our Mike Evans. I think that's pretty good praise. Yeah. <laughs> big, big receiver can get downfield and uh, very strong hands as you demonstrated in this game on a couple of times. I'm in the broadcast and I couldn't help, but on a couple of your plays go, Ooh, while the play was happening, which you don't normally hear on, on the broadcast, but uh, I, I can think of two plays. One, where you go, where you were uh, back corner of the end zone into the wall. Uh, Olvera threw a high pass intentionally where only you could get up and, and, and get mm-hmm. to it. And you co- come up, the defender, of course, trying to jar the ball loose, uh, makes contact, hits you into the wall. And uh, you just kind of shook that off, just kind of dust, dusted that hit off like it was no big deal. And it's a, a six point score for the gunslingers. And then the other one yeah. was with the one-handed catch. Yeah, so take us through this <laughs> one-handed catch from, from your perspective. I know you remember it. I know you were there. Um, and I know it's something you've thought about in the last couple of days. Uh, just take us through that whole play real quickly, that one-handed catch. 
Okay. Uh, real quick, just wanted to give a shout out to Caleb. Appreciate you, bro. And we're looking forward to have you back from injury. But um, so the one heavy catch, uh, well, I knew I was running a fade and uh, I didn't know if it was coming my way or not, but I made sure to give him a little space to throw it outside. And when it came, I noticed it was a little bit out there and there was two options, put one hand out or try to dive for it. And if I tried to dive for it, I would have hit the wall, which I try not to do as many times as possible because I'm feeling the effects today. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I just kind of just stuck my hand out there and just grabbed it. <laughs> it's uh, it was pretty sweet. I was I I can't lie. I watched that video probably 20 times today. <laughs> but yeah, man, it was it was pretty awesome. And seeing all all my teammates go crazy, man, it's. Now, it's fun, you know. Refresh my memory. It was a one-handed catch, but you had both hands full because you had that other arm extended to hold that re- that uh, defender off of you a little bit, and that's the reason you couldn't oh, get yeah. that hand around to help with the catch. So you you may have caught the ball with one hand, but you had both hands full, right? Oh yeah, the the whole game, me and uh, the DBs were kind of just slapping hands while I was going down the field, which is it's pretty it normal. Be. But yeah, as it yeah. should be, yeah. But yeah, I definitely, I definitely had one hand busy, so I didn't have much of an option right there. It was a, it was an incredible play. It was an incredible game. Uh, Thank you. We were excited to watch uh, you just kind of go off on Saturday night and know that, uh, like you said before, if they watch film and they go, okay, we've got to shut down number nine. We got to keep that guy from just blowing us out like he did Mississippi next man up is not going to be any different. Like there's, there's another mm-hmm. guy that's going to uh, be the same way, whether it's Kali or Armand or, you know, some of the guys coming back off injury. Uh, some of the smaller guys that start in the backfield often, Sean and. Uh, um, Bustamante. Yeah, Chris. Chris. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. no, no matter what way they're going to, they can't shut yeah. down the entire team. We haven't they even just seen, can't shut down everybody. We haven't even seen Joey Fisher yet. I right. think he's working right. back from yep. injury. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have, we've got uh, some talented receivers out there. So, I mean, if they, if they really want to, and they want to try and double team me, they're going to have a lot on their hands uh, from Kali, Sean, Armand, Isaiah, when he gets back, yep. Cam Johnson. I mean, we've got a whole list that you could go through. So yeah, Bruce, uh, Chris. Uh, yeah, man, it's just, it's, it's fortunate for David to have this many weapons and fortunate for the team that any, any game day that we have, someone can go crazy. Right. That, that's the great thing about going to practice. Uh, you can really see the talent that we have on this team. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It gives us a chance to, to, to see what you guys are, how, how you guys are putting in work and, and what you guys, uh, your skill sets are, and then get a chance to know you guys. And speaking of that and talking about Chris Bustamante, since you just mentioned him, you know, I, I approached him, uh, I, I guess a week or two ago after practice. And I was like, we need to, we need to get you on, on the show. And he kind of looked at me kind of with this bashful kind of like shy look. And I got the impression like, oh, maybe the, this guy isn't, you know, one to, to seek any kind of attention. But then I go and I see he's got oh, this nah. YouTube video <laughs> out there. He's yeah. got his own channel. And I'm like, no, this guy is definitely one for the spotlight. So just that protecting was protecting his brand, baby. I don't want to <laughs> yeah. be related with, I don't want to be connected with that show. I'm going to have to talk to Chris again. But I saw that and I was like, oh no, this guy's not shy at all, is he? Oh yeah. 
Chris Chris is a character, man, and he he's got his little YouTube channel, and I've watched a couple of them. He's a he's a character. He's he's not going to shy away from uh, the camera for sure. Cool. Well, we kind of did this all backward. Normally, we start with this kind of question so people can get to know you, but I'm going to finish with it here. Tell us a little bit about uh, about Nico before gunslingers where did you go to high school where did you grow up uh where have you played before you put on the gunslinger uniform yes sir um uh born and raised uh houston texas i uh in high school i moved to Pearland, uh right outside of houston just a little suburb but i went to dawson high school uh, i played football and basketball there uh graduated in 2017 and uh, went to Colorado School of Mines uh, and played a year up there. Uh, had a left because of cultural differences or whatever you want to call it, but uh, made my way out of there and uh, transferred to Texas State. Uh, wanted to walk on. I guess that didn't. It didn't work out. Uh, didn't really get my chance to do that. So I really kind of said goodbye to football. Uh, from 2018, I wanted to get my degree and get out of school. Uh, then I transferred to St. Phillips, where I'm going to graduate in a year uh, awesome. here in San Antonio. And uh, I had a connection through the team uh, originally with Coach Hernandez. He coached my father a long time ago. So my dad put me in touch to come try out. And, uh, yeah, it kind of just went from there. Uh, tried out, made the team, and... Now I'm here. Gotcha. Well, football wasn't done with you, right? Right. I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. That's true. Well, Nico, we are uh, excited to see what comes out of the rest of the season. We are uh, excited to see, you know, you have these kind of games and, and your other, your brothers there on the field have these games when they decide they're going to shut Nico down. Um, a, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a tall task for them to do, even yep. if that's what they decide to do. And then aside from that, even if they can accomplish that, like we've talked about, there's no way they're going to shut everybody down. Um, so we're excited oh, yeah. to see where this offense goes as you guys get more and more familiar with each other and game day, um, you know, how it looks on game day. That first game is what it is. It's in the books, and there's no reason to go back and, and relitigate all of that. Just moving forward, we've seen things to be excited about after this game here in Mississippi. Can I ask you a, 100%. a few fast questions? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, it's not going to be football related. Um, what's your topping on uh, on pizza? My topping on pizza? Yep. Uh, pepperoni. Okay. That's just my go-to. I'm a basic guy. Ba- uh, how about breakfast tacos? Bacon, egg, and cheese. Awesome. All right, good. Cool. All right, well, we're going to let you go. We're also going to take a break. We're going to come right back after uh, a few minutes and talk some more about what we heard from Nico and talk some more about the Mississippi game and then give a brief little uh, preview of what we might think we see in the Austin game. Although it's another game where we don't have anything to look at other right. than maybe a roster. If we can get all of that. Oh, okay. Stick with us right here. Yep. We'll be right back. Smoking guns podcast. Smoking guns podcast is excited to offer you an opportunity to be part of the team. Come on. Uh, we have a team of people around us, not just the three of us that make this show go. Nope. We have spouses we that do. allow us to spend That's all of true. the time that we spend <laughs> doing this. Thank you, Lolis. Um, Thank you, we Jerry. have, we have other folks that help us make all this work. 
um, both on this side and the broadcast side, including Jonas Clark. Um, we also have a dedicated group of patrons that support us on Patreon, yep. and they are just as big a part of our team as any of those other people we just mentioned. And you can be a part of that. All mm-hmm. you need to do is go to www.patreon.com slash smoking guns pod smoking no g no g guns with, with a, a z, z. Uh, p-o-d and support us uh you can jump in there for five dollars a month ten dollars a month or twenty dollars a month you can help us make the show go and cover some of these expenses as we bring you the very best in gunslingers uh news and information mm-hmm. as it happens we'll try to get it to you first and it can change in a week literally it can uh <laughs> Now, I'll be totally honest. We didn't get the uh, coach stuff out there, the coach leaving out there to our Patreons first. We were still trying to figure out we were trying, the situation. By the time it got announced, that was about the time it got confirmed to yes, us. Yes, exactly. Right, and we didn't want to get it out there without it having confirmed and having an idea of what was going on. Right. Um, so we do our very best to get information out to you, but it's a big help to make the show go. And you know what? We've got some events coming up, live events, mm. and we can work out some special deals just for you if you're of willing course. to be one of our patrons. We've already said if you're a patron uh, coming on the show, you're going to get first priority on doing True. that, whether that's on Speak Type, mm-hmm. which you can go do right now, or whether it's at our live events. If we see you walk through the door of our live events, you're going to be the people that we grab first. For sure. Um, to we'll shout your mind. name as you walk in the door like Norm. On yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, sure. It'll be somewhere where everybody knows your name yeah. because we'll see you coming in. Maybe we can name a drink after them, the Patreon's drink. Uh, maybe. Well, we're, we're not. I mean, we're not in charge of the drink menu there at I'll JD's Bar and Grill. But uh, <laughs> we love our patrons. We're very excited for all of them that are involved, and we would love to have you as part of our team. Go to patreon.com, Smoking Guns Pod, and uh, see if you can help us out. Thanks so much. Smoking Guns Podcast, Philip Higginbotham, R.C. Woods, Leo Yamas. We just got a chance to talk to Nico Thomas. Great good guy. Good guy. Good guy. I like talking to yeah. him. Big cool, guy. Cool like, dude. Big, yeah, big receiver. I love the idea of teams going, we're going to shut that guy down because I'm just not sure that's going to work the way you not. think it is. Even if you bracket him. He's big. Like, he's he's going to get up over you or around you and still find a way to bring that ball in. Yep. Big, can jump, fast, strong hands. I mean, that's what amazed me. That was That's what stood out to me in this game was yeah. was his hands. And then I, I didn't I forget who said it earlier, but someone else said, someone measure his hands because, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was impressive. Yeah, he's actually on right now. Uh, the Facebook Live, you know, checking in. With the show, if you're still on there and you do have that measurement of your hands. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, let us know what that is because you probably do. You've probably done that at least once in your life or had a scout do that somewhere. Let us know what that measurement is. I- I'm just curious. I'd just love to know. So, Leo, other than Nico's play and David's play, what stood out to you about this particular game on the field for the Gunslingers? Man, it's got to be, we touched on it before, but it, it's got to be the the defensive line, the pressure that they got on the quarterback. That was the key to the game. Neither quarterback, I know the, the starting quarterback 
went down early, but even before that, I would say he was far from comfortable back there. Right. Um, the backup came in and wasn't ever comfortable the entire game, mm. right down to the end. He kind of got in a little bit of a, a rhythm. rhythm. They started doing just uh, like quick, uh, short passes to kind of uh, avoid the pressure. Um, right towards the end, but even that started not working and he had to run a couple of times and uh, made some plays with his feet, but he, he was never comfortable back there, never able to get into a zone with the offense and, and it showed the defense was just dominant. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They looked really good. I mean, they gave up some big plays, but I, you're not going to not give up big plays because this isn't, this is, yeah, it's, this it's isn't a, a, this isn't a normal size field. It, it just, there's going to be times where you lose coverage on a guy. And if you do, he's gone. It's it's the nature of there's the game. There's not time to catch up anymore. Yeah, at, at the beginning, uh, J- Jaleel Ali, um, he's he got he got beat for the first touchdown to, right. uh, was it Gadney or uh, their, their receiver number 22? Right, 22. Yeah, so he got beat. And you could tell he was upset with himself. And then later on, uh, later on the game, they went back to that. And the receiver did get a step on him, but it was overthrown. Mm-hmm. But other than that, uh, Jaleel Ali, I mean, he played a, a great game. He ended up with an interception at the, at the end. Uh, tight coverage. Um, from from the defensive line to the linebackers, I mean, Cody Brooks um, on the defensive line, J.B. Butler played his heart out with a heavy heart there. And, yeah. and I mean, he was a disruptive force back there. We already mentioned England. We already mentioned uh, Taylor. Um Cody uh, Cody Brooks had a safety, uh, defensive backs. I mean, it was just from top to bottom, disruption, 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 physical. Uh, you know, I don't think the Raiders were ever to were ever able to get in any kind of rhythm on offense. They had those those couple of big plays. Um, that one receiver, twenty two. I can't think of his name right now. Jordan Gandy. Gandy. There you Jordan go. Jordan Gandy. Yeah, he he had an exceptional exceptional game. He was very athletic. Uh, McCormick, who was supposed to be, uh, we thought, going to be their focal point, and who was one of the team captains, if you notice. He came out at the beginning and was a team captain. Um, he, di- he didn't have uh, much of an effect on the game. Um, top to bottom, dominant, dominant defensive performance, and that without having their defensive coordinator there. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we haven't talked about that here on the show. We talked about it in the broadcast. So if you've watched the broadcast, you've seen um, James Stolt not able to make the flight out, um, had an illness at home that he had to be home and taken care of. So he wasn't able to get out to us. So uh, Cheeto Gonzalez ended up calling both sides of the ball. Amazing. Yeah, a a lot of adversity, a lot of things going on uh, during this game, leading up to the game. Um. Co- you know, with the situation with coaches not being able to be there, Coach Coach uh, Stolt not being able to be there, but Coach Q and and Coach Hernandez or Coach uh, uh, Gonzalez mm-hmm. uh, were able to really step it up and and deliver a great performance. And I'm really proud of those guys. And uh, I mean, it showed after the game on the bus ride home. Everybody was hyped. They were having a good time. They were excited. Um, it was just a, a great experience to be there and witness all of that. It's amazing that they were still with even all that things that occurred, they still were able to come out with the win. Yeah, for sure. For sure. 
Are, um, we, are we going to talk about the feel? Because I, I, as a spectator from watching it, the video, I really liked how they had those tables right next to the um, the dashers. Yeah, I mentioned that at the beginning when we first got there and and saw the uh, the layout. I thought that was kind of nice that they mm -hmm. had tables down there. I don't obviously charge a premium for that, where they could sit and enjoy their you know from the concessions or their drinks and watch the the game comfortably enough where they were a, a little bit off the dasherboard so right. they didn't have to worry about you know contact they while they're out. sitting <laughs> um but they could get up and go and lean on the wall just like we had oh, at the okay. rose palace and, and along the along the uh, dasherboards um that was kind of a neat setup down there and i also noticed that they had locker rooms how is that set up or something similar or bigger than what we had at the Rose Palace. I mean, they've got an area for players to change, and from what I yeah. understand, they had a player for a uh, place for players to um, shower. But I, I don't think it is a full dressed-out locker room. Okay. I don't know. We never saw that particular portion of things. Okay. And we were kind of busy uh, what? trying to set up the the stream that didn't get set up. Now, did, they they have, did they have like a scoreboard, or did they have, run into the same problems we had? Well, they projected, so they attempted to do the same thing we did, and they mm -hmm. had. Uh, slightly better success. I mean, slightly. I mean, not not enough to say, well, this is the answer. Right. Um, they're going to have to go back to the drawing board a little bit, same way the gunslingers are, mm -hmm. um, and make sure they have a better plan going forward. Because I could be like, you know how when they have those boxing fights? and they have, be a ring girl? Yes, and I can go around with the score to help people out. <laughs> I just say, work. I'm volunteering. We'll just put it on, sure. a, on a dry erase board. Yeah, and I'll just walk around. Yeah. <laughs> That'll work. Okay. <laughs> um so out in well wait there's something that i just got to talk about because on the broadcast i have to be professional i have to be neutral although right. there, apparently there's a guy out there that thinks i'm not that thinks yeah who yeah. said that so that, that we hate but okay. yeah said that uh he was glad the podcast wasn't doing the commentating for the game because you're supposed to be neutral and all those guys do is hate so you know what whatever um we do I, not i think that we're fairly professional on the podcast, although we do have a little fun from time to time. I think we're very professional on the broadcast, although we are a gunslinger's broadcast. True. Um, and so we do tend to lean that direction just slightly. Um, but I think that we do our best to uh, give both sides. Um, and we're not afraid to call them like we see them sometimes. Right. That's neither here nor there. Um, there is one thing I want to talk about on this show that we really couldn't talk about on the broadcast. And it is the Raiders uniforms. Okay. Okay. Because too, too sparkly? <laughs> they were a little sparkly. They were just a little sparkly. I Very shiny. Loved it. I would have loved seeing that. So the helmets were uh, silver, and I don't know that it came through really well on the broadcast. I thought it would a little better than it did, but they were uh, they, they were glitter. I love glitter. Like glitter all the way through. It wasn't like, ooh, it's got a little bit of shimmer to it. They it's were glitter. 100% glitter. Um, we've talked before about our friends over in San Diego wearing a disco ball mm -hmm. helmet. This was truly <laughs> this a was disco be, ball This helmet. was beyond that. Yeah, wow. very glittery. Uh, even the numbers were very shiny. And then the numbers was the other yeah. thing I was going to talk about. It, the numbers were... Um, glittery. Uh, they, that wasn't glitter. That was like a chrome. Chrome. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they had that number. sparkle with the light. Yeah. Uh, their jerseys, and look, maybe you love this. It's not my style. It was their different. jerseys looked like something that you would you, you would see put out by FUBU. Okay. Which is not a bad thing. I'm not saying anything, but I mean, they just did. They had mm -hmm. that, um, that sort of number that FUBU used for a while that was all almost a vinyl mm -hmm. number. Um, and it was that vinyl kind of chrome look to it. 
flashy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they were flashy. I mean, which nothing is nothing wrong with nothing it. wrong with it. But uh, yeah, the black and the silver was a typical Raiders black and silver. Right. God, which I, you love. I hate the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Mississippi Raiders, uh, the the, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas, Vegas sir. Um, They're not in Oakland anymore. Remember they're trying to mirror right, like right. the whole Las Vegas right. kind of sparkly theme. Adam Hernandez was asking about the attendance for that game. Ooh, that's I a would good say high hundreds, maybe. We never got a number, but I would have put it at a thousand. Yeah, like I think there were probably a thousand, a thousand, maybe a little a lot less. Of gaps, though, a lot of six the to eight hundred, six hundred on the low. So most of the people, when you watch the broadcast, you will see it looks very empty. Yeah. Most of the people were on our side of the field because oh. we're the home side of the field. Oh, okay, uh, they did not spread out and come right. You know, it just so it looks like when you watch the broadcast, there's only you know three or four hundred people there. Right. Most of the people were on our side where the cameras weren't catching. Similar them. to how it was at the Rose Palace. For sure. Okay. Yeah. The atmosphere definitely wasn't as rowdy and rocking and raucous as it was in, in the uh, in the Rose Palace. Definitely not nearly as many fans as we had, and we want to continue that. So we got to pack the palace on this uh, next coming game on 3,000. Let's get 3,000. Let's get 3,000. 2,200. Let's get 3,000 out there on Monday night, a week from tonight. Um, let's do it. Yeah. Did they have a mascot? No, no, they did not. Not that I saw. Yeah, they, I didn't see one. No, they had. They a, had a band though at halftime. They did. They oh, had man. a band they at halftime. They had a, a rock band. A hype man. Uh, they played some games in between quarters with some folks from the stands. Mm. Um, so they did some of those kind of things, but no, they didn't have uh, a a mascot. Certainly not two mascots. Cheerleaders. They yes, had a couple they had, they, they had three, three cheerleaders, I think, three. was their squad. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Dudley's asking, I think this is the second time I see him asking about the posse. Dudley, the, the, the Gunslinger's posse is simply our nickname for Gunslinger's fans. That's it. We, want, we at one of our early shows, Philip said, I like that, the Gunslinger's posse. That's kind of going to be our term for the fan base. And that's just what we use. It's not anywhere else or any kind of booster club or anything nothing like official. that. Nothing official. Yeah, nothing so you're, official. You're it's what we say when I say, what's up, Gunslingers Posse? I'm just talking to all the Gunslingers fans. So many other places like Cowboy Nation, Raider mm-hmm. Nation. Too right. Much, too uh, common. You know, wah, and wah. We, we wanted something a little different, so we call it the Gunslingers Posse. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a group of folks that support, uh, you know, a, a lawman, a gunslinger, when he comes to town to clean things up, he will enlist a certain group of people and they are they are his posse we are we are the gunslingers posse right right um so mississippi uh any other things that stood out to you about the game on the field um just a really good performance in the midst of a lot of adversity a lot of strange things to happen to a team over one week yeah they were definitely focused I mean, that goes outside of the game. That goes on the trip over there. Just seeing the focus on these guys on the bus uh, as they're preparing at the, at the hotel the, the morning before the game. Everyone just kind of had this look in their eye. I, I, Nico kind of used the word. It was like almost angry because they knew that they could do better than what they showed in game one. They mm-hmm. thought that was a winnable game. Um, and with everything going on after after that game, they knew they were going to be in a really tough situation coming out 0-2 from this game. This was, I mean, let's let's not kid ourselves. We said it before. This was a must-win game for, for sure. the Gunslingers. And they went in there with that mentality, and it showed on the field. 
Um, you could you could really see it on the field, and just the um, the improvement from game one to game game two was noticeable uh, from top to bottom. Particularly, and that's the reason why we we um, or I mentioned him as player of the game, uh, David Olvera. Just mm -hmm. the difference in his decision making. Uh, the way he was out there uh, field generaling and and taking control of the offense, I think it was very apparent. I think uh, he put a lot of a lot of preparation into this game and learned a lot from the from the first go round and uh, it really showed the second game and I got to give him props. Yeah, leaps and bounds different from game one to game two when you would when you watch David's play. Um, he looked a confident. little more confident. Uh, well, in game one, I'm sorry. Oh, he sorry. looked, he got a deer in the headlights kind of feel to him at times. Yeah, almost. Where things yeah. were moving a little faster than he expected them to move. He wasn't sure what he wanted to do. Uh, to be fair, he still did that a couple of times in this game, but not nearly the same no, kind yeah. of results. Even when he got in those moments, there's one in, in particular where he didn't know whether he wanted to run or throw. And he threw the ball away. And so he ran and then he threw the ball away and he had an open field and Coach Q came out and coached him a little bit loudly <laughs> yeah. uh, with a shaking head and said, hey, just take the ball and get some positive yards. It's better than nothing. And he joked about that afterwards because I, I think he he doesn't consider himself a running quarterback. And, and he, he said, yeah, Coach Q got on me and I saw that. And he's like, but if I were in that situation again, I'd probably throw it away again. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not one to take off running so much. Uh it is it is what it is. I mean, there, there's never going to be a game where you play every play perfect. Uh, David did a lot better um, limiting bad decisions because he made some bad decisions in the first game. And I think David would be the first person to tell you. Right. Mm -hmm. I made some bad calls in that first game and they hurt our team. He did not do that this time and he subsequently didn't hurt the team. He played really well through five touchdowns. Um, Ran for another, I believe that's right. Yeah. Threw five touchdowns, yeah. four to Nico, one to Chris. And one to Wisconsin. And then ran one. Yeah, he ran ran for a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, uh, a, a two, like a one and a half yard QB keeper. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just a, a solid game from all David all around. Um, and, you know, Nate did get a chance to get in there. David took a hit that Coach Q wanted to check him out on. We found out after the game. Yeah. Um, so... Q brought him out, said, Nate, take care of the ball for a couple of pl uh, plays. And Nate, trying to make a play, I, I don't blame him. Yeah. Um, he ended up being the one this time that made a decision that as soon as the ball left his hand, I think he wanted it back. He wanted it back, yeah. yeah. Um, and sure enough, it went the other direction. It was the only turnover of the game. Uh, and I did. I gave Nate a hard time. You did. Uh, <laughs> he took it like a champ. You know, he he's a competitor. He, yeah, he, he is. He knows. Yeah. Hey, Dudley was saying. Flipped uh, off the pastor. That's what he did. Yeah, he that. Off the, but you know what the pastor deserved? He earned it. Uh, he so did. I'm going to tell you. Uh, Dudley's mentioned he saw some uh, neat plays in, in the game. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things. Uh, uh, just uh, backtracking just a bit. You talked about uh, Olvera and you mentioned his TD passes. Did you get the one to uh, David Anzaldua, the lineman? Because yeah. that, yeah. That's right. I think that's what he's he's talking about where, you know, we had the offensive lineman uh, report as eligible and uh, shocked Mississippi on that play with the, with the, uh, with the reception. So is that I, I think six they have passes to. in one run. All I, touchdowns for David? I believe so. Wow. Yeah. 
Because you're right, I did miss that David Ensel duo, but I know there was one to Bustamante because he yeah. had to yes. reach back for it. Right, right. And drag then it in and then head to the line. Had to maintain his balance to not hit the wall before right. crossing the line. That was a great play by Bustamante. But yeah, David Anzaldúa, as we call him, you know, we 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 call him David Big Guy. Yeah, you know? for a while we didn't know how to yeah. pronounce Anzaldúa, so we were just like David Big, Big Guy. guy. Um, got his touchdown. You're right. I'd forgotten about that one. Uh, neat moment and very cool. Uh, yeah, I'm one of the y'all were there. One I of the interesting there. things about going out to Mississippi and watching the game there as it unfolded before the game ever started is. Um, we heard from fans. We heard from people that weren't in the know about some of the things around the gunslingers in game one that was like, you know, this is this is Bush League. Mm-hmm. I don't know that everybody anybody ever said it that way. Out loud, at least. But there was, you they know. They thought it. But, uh, I will tell you well, that we saw a lot of the same kind of thought patterns in Mississippi of, uh, we think this will work, but we're just not sure. We can't get into the facility until the day before. Mm. Um, we're trying to do everything that we can do to have everything ready. And so there were pieces and parts of that, even in Mississippi, where they didn't know. And they walked away going, hey, there's some things that we got to change. Right. Um, and the Gunslingers did the same thing with their first game. So I don't think that the Gunslingers are behind the league anywhere, I think this is a, a, you know. It's a learning curve. It's not the NFL where you own the facility, where you you have a lease on the facility. And let's not forget, this is the, that was the first ever game for the Gunslingers last week. Right. And then this week was the first ever game for the Mississippi Raiders. Not something they've done ever before. They were right. in the same situation where a lot of work and a lot of planning went into just making this happen for the very first time. And whenever you take on a monumental task like that, uh, I mean, you can try and think about everything that you think could possibly come up. You're never going to get everything because you just don't have the experience. It's, it's something brand new to so many different people trying to accomplish so many different things all at once to culminate into this one event. Um, There's going to be hitches. There's going to be hiccups. There's going to be speed bumps. Right. Um, But uh, people that were there, thought thought it was great had a great time people at the mississippi raiders game had a great time absolutely fans were hooping and hollering and having a good time out there dancing i mean it's it's a it is a monumental task to make something like this happen there's nothing uh about it that you would consider bush league or or below any standards uh it's it's really really takes a lot of effort by a lot of people and it's great fun and uh it's an opportunity for so many different people, players, coaches, um, fans. fans. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, and it's a, it's a, it's a lot of work from a lot of people. Yeah. But let me tell you, it's, it's a lot of work for about half or a quarter of the people. It should be like the, the, the amount of people that put together the gunslingers first game, mm-hmm. they worked hard. It was enough work for four times that many people. Absolutely, yep. To have made all that happen. Um, so before you're willing to drive by and and throw out your negative comments at whatever you thought you saw, realize that um, the amount of work that went into it was unreal. Um, you had ownership that was not able to go this week to Mississippi to have a good time and watch their team win. 
because they had taken all their time off that they could take this month getting ready for that game. Right. Right. Uh, so. And shout out to you two. I mean, you guys took off on Friday. Eh. No, there's no, eh. <laughs> really, you guys took off on Friday, went on that bus with the rest of the team, 13 hours, right? Almost three fatal car accidents. Stayed, <laughs> stayed at a hotel, left your families, came back another 13, 15 hours back, maybe rested on Sunday. I don't know if you were at church, your pastor. Uh, and then, Back here on Monday, here you guys are doing it again. I mean, that's a lot of kudos to you guys. There's a lot of love and passion. And I'm not going to say, you know, do we do it for free? You know, we're not getting rich off of this. You know, so really, you guys are part and heart of the team just because of your passion. People people see it. The posse sees it, you know. Well, it's cool to be in uh, from the beginning. And we really have been here from the beginning, from June, when this thing was really just an idea. Mm Mm-hmm. And the only thing the logo had ever been printed on, to my knowledge, was, uh, you know, some vinyl, t- you know, some mm-hmm. vinyl cutouts on T-shirts. Right. Um, which I have one. Yeah, I have shirts. one too. <laughs> Me too. Um, and that, that was really the idea mm-hmm. in a whole. You had a group of ownership and you had a head coach at that point. Yep. And that was the organization. There were no players um, there, you know, and, and we met with them and kind of jumped in on the ground floor. But it. It's neat to watch things. It is. It's from amazing. the start, um, just kind of take off, and there are bumps in the road. And if you didn't think there were going to be, that's that's ridiculous. That's right. crazy. Yeah, and 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 it's it's great to not only be a part of that, but kind of grow with everyone involved. You know, the relationships we develop, getting to know these guys, particularly the players. I mean, mm-hmm. we're getting to know players. We're getting to know mothers, mm-hmm. you know, girlfriends, uh, family members, kids. you know, yeah, kids. <laughs> and it's just, it's really neat, a really neat experience to uh, hang out with these guys, get to know them and see them working their butts off, True. frankly, in practice and everything else Very much um, to, to accomplish what they're doing and live out a dream here. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, uh, I will tell you that winning just feels better. And I know that sounds like, Oh yeah. Well, duh, Philip, of course it does. (laughs) But I got to tell you, there was a huge difference in just the, the looks on people's faces, Mm -hmm. um, the feel you got around the team when, uh, we finished that game two weeks ago against North Texas and we had lost. It felt like everything was falling apart. Mm-hmm. To some, yeah. To some degree. Right. We finished this game in Mississippi. After all the adversity, a lot of questions that still have to be mm-hmm. answered, a lot of work to still be done, and you feel better. Like, you, you winning, you just, there's a different... For sure. There's a different perspective on everything after a win. And what's great is these guys have experienced both of those now, and there's not a single one... It didn't recognize this is better. Of course. I want this. Of course. Um, For we had night. a conversation as we got off the bus, um, and it was a long bus ride, 13 hours or whatever <laughs> like that. We're getting off the bus, and the players are walking by us because we were right at the front, and they're getting off in front of us. And uh, we were like, hey, just make sure every time we do one of these, we get the win because I don't want to think about a 13-hour <laughs> bus ride after a loss. Like, I don't even want to consider this. Right. Um, there's always things we can improve on. There's mm-hmm. things they can improve on on the field. I think they know that uh, off the field. We would have loved to have been able to present that game live. I know there was an event here in San Antonio that was supposed to happen that had to get canceled because yes. we couldn't present it live. 
right. out at Alamo Beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you that I, I don't know what to expect in El Paso. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what that particular venue is going to look like. We're going to try to get in touch with them and make sure mm-hmm. that we can do something live there. Um, if not, we now know we can record and uh, upload and everybody can get a chance to watch and be part of that game, even if it's on a delay like that. Um, but I will tell you the final game of the season in North Texas right now is slotted for the Fort Worth Convention Center, which is a beautiful building. Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. And is an, a, a top-of-the-line destination for all kinds of events. Mm-hmm. I would be shocked if we can't do a live broadcast from there. Cool. Um, I would just be floored if, if, that weren't able, if we weren't able to do that. And all of our games in Rose Palace um, will be able to be live broadcast, it looks like. Uh, we fixed, yeah. we dialed everything in. It looked, it looked great. Uh, if you haven't gotten a chance to go watch it, watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, the coverage ended up looking great. There are things we can improve on, but 150% better than what it was before. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, and moving forward, I know things are going to change at the Rose Palace, just broadcast wise. Yeah. Um, we've talked about some improvements there. Ownership has talked about a bunch of other improvements. And they're working that are hard be on made. those. Yeah, they're working hard to get things uh, more streamlined, a little bit better. Now that they have that experience under their belt, the first game, they kind of got a feel of, of some things that, you know, that quite they weren't expecting or didn't count on, didn't didn't uh, have a full grasp on because they, they didn't see what it looked like until that game. Right. And now that they have, um, th- there's definitely changes in the works, including the broadcast. So right. we're working on those as well. Yeah. So we got a game. Yes. Can't wait. In a week, a uh, week from yeah. when we're recording. It's even closer than that. If you're listening on your podcast device uh, on the 29th, that is a Monday. It is. It's going to be a little different feel at the palace just because it's a Monday as opposed to a Saturday, yeah. but. Man, Still lots get, of fun. Monday you know, night football. Right. That's right. We're I, used to it. San Antonio. I don't know that we can use that. Um, it, it is Monday night, and it is football, um, but we don't want uh, How about Monday night arena football? ESPN to attack us and say we can't use that. But it will be Monday night. Football on a Monday night. F- yeah, football Monday on a Monday night. Can we Mo- say Monday evening? <laughs> Monday late afternoon football. <laughs> uh, Austin Wilde coming in. We really don't know what to say about the Austin Wilde. We're not sure mm. what we're going to see from them. We know that they have been an organization for a while mm-hmm. in some different um, areas. They've been in the American Arena League before. They have slid down into some semi-pro leagues uh, in, for some years. They are back up in the American Arena League this year. And other than that, we really don't have any information. We don't have any roster yet. We're going to try and get that. Yep. Yeah, sure be nice. Sure, sure <laughs> is easy to have that, easier to have that information and give us a just a quick look at the game it will be the third time in a row that the san antonio gunslingers go up against the team facing uh their first challenge on the field for the season yeah uh north tech and and we're one and one in those north texas uh had not seen the field before that game and mississippi their first game also last saturday so their own one uh their own one north texas is one and oh north texas has a game on saturday night Supposed to be broadcast, Saturday. so you may be able to find it uh, against El Paso, which will be one of our our West Texas. I think is what they're West Texas Buccaneers. Okay, yeah, and that'll definitely be something that we I'll, I'll be interested in watching because it'll for give sure. us an idea of what to expect when we have to play them. So yep. do a little scouting there. I'm sure for sure coaches will want to do that. Um, 
yeah, so looking forward to the game on Monday. Um, hopefully we can pack the palace, get a lot of people out there 3, on a Monday evening. It's, you know, it's, it's going to be a, a, a night game, open air, you know, the facility. That's one of the things I really like about the Rose Palace, that one open, yeah. open side. Uh, it, it's, uh, it just kind of gives it, uh, an, I don't Hotel know how, to, yeah, it gives it some kind of a, the ambiance to it. That's sure. really kind of cool. And the it. people there on the balcony, um, I, I was looking on here, uh, Adam Hernandez from, uh, the, uh, coach's corner has been mm-hmm. with us and he's been saying yeah. coach's corner isn't going anywhere. That's they're going to awesome. be there for thank the, you. uh, thank you. yeah, thank you to the coach's corner. We're, we're, we're really happy to hear that they're going to be there for the full tailgating experience. Um, so yeah, I definitely hope, uh, everyone can make it out and we can really pack the palace, have a lot of people there, have a good time and, and watch some football on, uh, el lunes. Yeah. El noche. Monday evening. <laughs> So <laughs> after dinner, Monday <laughs> after dinner football. You eat dinner that early? A seven ish? Yeah. You mean that late? I usually that, eat. you said after dinner, so you would have to oh. be done with dinner by yeah. seven thirty. Yeah. Wow. Jerry doesn't get off Not work till like seven ish. So uh, the only way that we're gonna pack the palace, the only way we're gonna get three thousand there, the only way this thing is gonna grow and gonna happen is if you let people know. That's uh, right. Share what a great time you had at the first game. Um, share what a, a great time you had watching the gunslingers mm-hmm. get their first win online. Again, if you haven't done that, go find it and watch it. Check it out. Um, but this is only going to grow with you, um, uh, being the, the, look, we can, the gunslingers could pay for thousands of dollars of ad time on sports talk radio and, uh, TV they could pay for ads on Facebook and Instagram and get out in front of people. And nothing is more valuable than you telling a friend, Hey, I went and saw the gunslingers game. We should go. Or, uh, you know, Hey, I haven't gotten a chance to see it. It looks like a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. We've talked about him. I know he's listening right now. Jeremy, Jeremy Knox, Mm -hmm. um, who brought his soon to be brother-in-law out for their bachelor party. Cool. Had no intention of coming to the game until about an hour before they headed that direction. When another plan fell through and he's like, well, guys, let me tell you, there's, there's a game. There's a game that I was really interested in checking out and we could go do that instead of what our plans were. Mm-hmm. And all four of them went, yeah, sounds like, you know, he said, I'll buy the tickets. And, and so they came um, out to the game. He, he really that's, relayed that story to me last week. And, you know, that's what it's going to take. Um, because now there are four guys, there are three other guys that have been involved in gunslinger football that would not have been involved before um, because Jeremy was willing to bring them out. And and you're going to have to get involved in that way uh, to be able to see this thing grow. Point them to the YouTube page. Uh, watch the watch the uh, the feed for mm-hmm. the, the game too if they right. want to see what it's like. Because I guarantee you, you watch that game, you wanna, you're going to want to see more right. if you haven't already seen it. Yeah. I uh, challenge everyone to bring a friend on Monday. Bring a friend. That's a big thing in youth ministry. Is it? Come on out and bring a friend. Bring a friend. That's a big thing. <laughs> uh, and and trust that uh, the issues that I know Dudley came in and said they have to they have a week to straighten out those issues. You, you do. They do. Um, are they going to have each one a hundred percent locked down and taken care of? Probably not. I, I mean, I don't know. I can't tell you that. I I will tell you sure. that that they would love to see that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. Uh, there are always things that, um, you know, life that get in the way. Mm-hmm. 
You know, you want to you wanna have a new field out there. Yeah, we all want that. But somebody's got to have a field that's ready and available, and you've got to transport it. I mean, those things don't happen. This isn't Amazon. They can't call up on Amazon Prime and order an Arena <laughs> League field and have it there next day. True. Um, that just doesn't happen that way. Uh, I know they're working hard to get a new surface out there. Very hard. And if they can't get a new surface out there, I know they are working hard for how they can position what they have um, in the best way they can to have a game on. True. Um, yep. I know for a fact, and you're just going to have to take my word for it because I can't prove it, that they're working hard on correcting that problem. And so when we get to Monday, it may be corrected, and we may have a better playing surface. Uh, we will have a better playing surface no matter what. Mm-hmm. It will be, even if it's the same surface, it will be in better condition. In better condition, right. Because mm-hmm. now they know what they're looking at. Exactly. Um, will they have a brand new playing surface down on the on the dirt there at the San Antonio Rose Palace? They're I, working on it, but... They're trying, but mm-hmm. I, I'm going to tell you right now that that's a big, that's a tall order. And even in two weeks. Time-wise for delivery and, and getting happen. it there, getting it installed. Yes, for it's sure. Big. So, uh, you know, stick with them. Um, stick with us. Stick with us. Uh, plans in place to fix the scoreboard and and uh, the scoreboard issue. I'm practicing. Are you? There you go. <laughs> we got a plan. Uh, we got plan a backup B. plan. I'm plan B. And, uh, you know, they're going to do everything they can to fix the, that issue too. I think those were the two big things coming sure. out of that first game. Uh, they're going to make every effort to have those fixed. Um, and if that doesn't work and they have to move to plan C, they're going to do that too. I haven't seen any evidence at any point that this ownership group or this team is going to be comfortable with less than the best. Like they have, they have shown us time and again, when they've gotten um, something that they weren't sure about, they've, they've changed midstream. Sometimes they've had to, sometimes they've lost money because they go, this isn't good enough. Right. We need to do better. Um, And they've done better. So I got to tell you, that's what I expect to see on Monday night. Um, I ask the question every time I get the ear of ownership, how are we doing on a field? How are we doing on scoreboard? Um, and they tell me right where they're at. And I can just tell you, they're working hard on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're doing their best to make sure they take care of those issues. Beyond that, I'm going to tell you something else you can expect that night. You can expect an angrier gunslingers team than what we saw in Mississippi uh, for game two. They do not want to lose another game. They don't want to no. lose another game and they don't want to lose another game in front of their home crowd for sure. They really had a bad taste in their mouth after that first loss. They felt that that was a winnable game. They felt that they did not perform to their capabilities. Uh, They went out to Mississippi really, really hungry to prove a point and they proved it in Mississippi, but they also know that they have to prove that to the fans here at home in the, in the Rose palace. And I can tell you they're excited and anxious to do that, you're going to see an angry, hungry gunslingers football team on Monday night against the Austin Wild, and you don't want to miss that. Um, pack the palace, hashtag. Pack the palace, 3,000 people. That's 3, what we're trying to friend. get there. Bring a friend. Bring a friend. As far as the lit, what I would call the little issues, the the concession stands, the, the those kind of issues, like I don't know of a venue that opens up for the first time for anything and doesn't have some of those issues. In fact, (laughs) if I remember correctly, the Alamo Dome, who has football games in it all the time, had issues with our very first AAF game. Yeah, the command. Yeah, people were complaining. They ran out of beer with concession issues. Yep. 
Um, so this was uh, not that the Rose Palace hasn't had football in it before. It has. But this was uh, their first time to have a Gunslingers game. And so some of those issues uh, were to be expected on some level. Mm-hmm. Dudley says he's invited a friend. That's good. All right. Because uh, honestly, based on your comments, Dudley, I wasn't sure if you were going to make it out to another game. You seemed <laughs> like you were a little frustrated with some of the things you saw. I'm glad that you're coming out. I'm glad you're bringing a friend. Um, I hope you have another great time. For sure. It, it It's a blast. I mean, it's a it's blast a to fun. be there um, and a be part of event, it. Family friendly. And you're going to be able to be uh, a part of the first win. Like <sighs> if you missed that first game and you were like, man, I missed something. You did. But you didn't miss history. There's still history to be made. Yeah. There's a first win in our future, and we're hoping it's coming on Monday night. Right. Can't wait. So Monday night, kickoffs at what time? 7.30. What time does the parking lot open for tailgating? Noon. How much is parking for tailgating? $10. $10 per vehicle. If you right. bring in a trailer, be prepared to pay for that as a vehicle. Right. Because it is. It's another vehicle. It takes up another vehicle spot. So it's going to cost you 20 bucks if you come in with a trailer. Um, and we'll get started. Mm-hmm. It is game three, and it is right around the corner. I guarantee you Coach Q's ready. I guarantee you uh, Coach James. Herbert. You know, he's not going by Cheeto as much anymore. Everybody yeah, calls him Herb. 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 Herb, yeah. Okay, Coach Herb. Coach Herbert. So Coach Herb is ready. Uh, you know, the rest of the coaching staff is ready. Caleb and, uh, coach James, James, they're ready. Louie. Lou. Yep. Yep. Those guys are ready. Players are ready. David, Nico, uh, Jaleel, Bustamante, uh, uh, Kali, Chris, Cody. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody. All of them. They're all ready. David, (laughs) David, David. There's like three names. Nate's ready to jump (laughs) in. Nate's ready. (laughs) He'll jump in. Um, Sean, all those guys. They're ready. We're ready. Pierre is ready. Pierre, who wasn't able to travel for this game. Yeah, he's uh, nursing an injury. Yep. I think something, uh, some sort of leg injury. I don't remember what. I don't want to speculate and give false information. Right. But I was told that he could have probably gone or game two, but the team thought thought better of it to let him rest, um, have him you know ready uh, for the rest of the season. So, Ivan yeah. Rosinda stepped in, did a great job. Yeah, for sure. Took care of the uh, took care of the defense there alongside Cody. Now, now someone owns me German chocolate cake from the first game. You gotta have to take that up with them. Uh, they, they had it there, I heard, and you just didn't get out to him to get it. I think no, really. Well, bring it again on Monday. I'll be there. I'll be ready. I'll I'll ask everybody for it. <laughs> Uh, Dudley says, hey, how about selling drinks at the seats? Uh, you know what? There's always room for improvement, and that's... that's yeah, maybe they can do that. I don't know. And yeah. drinks. Yeah. Okay. Um, they're going to work out all of those issues. As we move through this season, it is going to be a building process. And so, it, can work, I... Work in progress. Can I guarantee that'll be taken care of Monday night? No. Um, but can I guarantee that by the end of the season, if that's possible, it'll be done? Yeah. I mean, it's building blocks. Mm-hmm. And we've got things we need to build and get better at. I think you're going to see a better um, presentation of the game. The game was good on Monday night, mm-hmm. uh, um, last Saturday night. Last Saturday. Other than the fact that it was a loss for the Gunslingers, the game, the play on the field was a lot of fun. Um, I yeah. think you're going to see a better presentation of that game if you come out Monday night. Mm-hmm. And I think things are just going to continue to get better from there. And the children's going to look beautiful. 
And so sure. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they, they already did. That, I that's know. not an improvement. But that's I want them to be out there longer, so I'm going to talk to Coach Taylor and see if she can make, like, another. I got you. Another little On the dance. field longer, you mean? Because yes. they were out there the oh, whole game. they were game. busy. Oh, man, they were everywhere the whole yeah. game. Yeah, they were active. But for the uh, halftime, I want them to maybe do a little extra. Humphrey Hernandez says he can't wait it to be able to travel so he can catch a game live for sure. We know that there are some people that just can't get out to games right now because mm-hmm. for whatever reason, um, the best move for them and their family is to not be out and about among people. Right. We are still in the middle of a pandemic. I know it That's doesn't true. feel like that at times. It's beginning to get more relaxed. But we be recognize safe. that there are folks out there that for, for safety reasons can't. Man, we can't wait for you to come into the San Antonio Rose Palace. Oh, for sure. And enjoy a game with us. Until then, we're going to do our best to bring you the games um, live so that you can watch them at home um, on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch. Yeah, anywhere. You mm-hmm. can watch them uh, on a bus because we had a ton of guys. watch. The, let me tell you, the worst part about uploading the game when we did, because it got uploaded about 4 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, somewhere, I think after 5, almost yeah, close to 6. Close but to we, five, yeah. we started the upload right as soon as we got on the bus after the game. Oh yeah, it took gosh. a while to get it uploaded because of the quality of the video and the, and the, and the size of the, mm-hmm. the video. That was a big file. Three hours and six minutes of uh, high-definition video. Turns out to be about eight gig. Mm. Um, worth of data. So we had to upload all of that. But we get it uploaded, and then, of course, as it's uploaded, the players are getting notifications. They're subscribed to the channel, the YouTube channel. And so they start watching it. And I hear my voice over and over and over (laughs) down the bus. And I'm like, man, y'all got headphones. Can you put on mute? Something. I don't want to hear my voice that often. Um, So checklist for the bus. Pillow? Yeah. Blanket or jacket. Right. And headphones. See, I had my own headphones. Okay, what everybody else? But they all need headphones too, because I don't <laughs> want to hear my voice that much. I just don't. Uh, but we're going to bring that game live to you from the Rose Palace as it's happening. That's our plan, and that's what we're going to do. A um, lot better presentation than we had last time, I think. Yeah. I think we've got all that dialed in and figured out. We are improving as well. Indeed. You guys <laughs> do a great job. Uh, so that's it. I mean, that's, that's what we've got to do Monday. We want to pack the palace. Now I realize it's a Monday night, but let's face it. You aren't looking forward to Mondays as it is right now. At least this will be something to look forward to next Monday because you got a football game to go to. And you know, Tuesday you're working from home anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the Monday after that is an off week or the weekend after that is an off week. It's Easter weekend. Mm -hmm. So you get to spend some time with your family through the weekend. And, uh, and then that Monday night, I, I know I always say we shouldn't do these things live on the show. We should have the discussion oh, beforehand. Okay. But I think we should go out to JD's. I think we should try oh, to see if sure. we can do a show from JD's. We don't have a football game, not a road game, not a home game. Uh, maybe That's head a out yes for me. Uh, to JD's, sit down, take over their stage. They got a little stage there. And uh, maybe talk some football with football fans. Yeah. There at JD's and I'll Bar challenge and anyone we talk to, them, see to we... play pool with me. Hey, yeah, hey, there's a challenge there's right a there. There's a challenge right there. We'll definitely talk to them, see if we can make that happen. I and mean, we can get some players to come out and join us or that'd be cool. coaches if they want to. That'd be really awesome. That'd be cool. So look for that. Uh, you know, we're going to try to put that together two Monday nights from now on the 5th of April, the day after Easter. Uh, head out there. And that was originally supposed to be the Mississippi game. Mm, yeah, that's right. They it, got got, moved. They moved, it moved. It got yeah. moved. Uh, but on the original schedule, they were supposed to play the day after Easter in Mississippi. And let me tell you. That would have been tough. I like this better. (laughs) (laughs) 
it was able to give the I was able to give the whole weekend to do that because uh, Mississippi game the day after Easter. I'm not sure how I would have made that happen. I would have made it happen. I just don't know how. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But uh, here we go. Austin Wild, you're on the clock. They get to start their season and they get to come in against the Gunslingers. Tick, tick, tick. Countdown to right. loss number one for the Austin Wild. I'm calling it right here. Right. Are now. you? That's right. Speaking of. Uh, Speaking of trash talk, mm-hmm. the North Texas Bulls have not um, have not gone have not they've noticed that the gunslingers got a win. I got a notification oh, yeah. this morning as I mm-hmm. woke up that Tavis Holland mm-hmm. stand out for the North Texas Bulls number four on their roster. Uh-huh. He had watched the video mm-hmm. and he said, "Lol." 46 points ain't going to be enough. Ooh. Yeah, I saw that. So they're paying attention. Definitely. But you know what that means? That means they're worried. That's right. That means they're if they're paying attention, they, they want to know. They want to know. Have the gunslingers gotten any better? Is there anything to worry about? And of so course. they're talking themselves into it. Hey, that's not going to be enough to beat us. You're trying to convince yourself or trying to convince us? Right. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, because... I can uh, I can tell you that the team that you played in game one is not the same team that played the other night. And I think they know that. Thanks for watching, by the way, Taylor. Yeah, we appreciate, you appreciate it. that. And uh, and we're excited about you guys coming in here uh, shortly back to the Rose Palace um, and seeing another great football game. You know, no matter who no matter who wins or loses, seeing a great football game against two good teams mm-hmm. um, is what we want to see. We'd like to see a win for the gunslingers. That doesn't always mean that happens. Um, but slaughter the bulls. I will tell <laughs> the They're gonna get upset with you. I don't care. Uh, but I, I will tell you this slaughter the bulls. If if you look at the scores and you go, well, they scored 48 points against us, they scored 46 points against the uh Raiders. So it's the same team. It's not the same team. It is a different team that you than you played just a week ago. Um, they've already grown, they've already gotten better. So I don't know that I would talk a lot and give them bulletin board material. Maybe you're not worried about that. I don't know. Um, maybe you're not scared of the gunslingers. You should be. Okay. I did my trash talk, and it got <laughs> it got roundly put back in my face. So I'm just going to say, hey, I think it's a better team than what you played a week ago. Okay. We're not uh, playing a song today. No. Right. Got, although I've got it loaded up here. Yeah. <laughs> But first and foremost, we got two. I think we actually on the schedule have two games against the Wild. Yeah, we do. Yes, we play we, them back to back. We play them back to back with a a an off week between them. Both of them will be in the Rose Palace, so we're going to get really familiar with the Austin Wild over the next two weeks. Up and close, right? And yeah. with the Rose Palace, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to spend a lot of time out there here in the next couple of weeks, here in the next month. Um, I think we have three games out there in April. Is that right? I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we have, uh, or not in April because there's one the 29th. Right, right at the end. That's close enough to April for me. I may just keep a cooler out there in the parking lot, put a little lock on it, and just stock it with beer for the whole month. What do you think? Um, Yeah, Gunslinger beer? Oh, yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, is uh, showing up now in HEBs. I saw that. So go check your HEB and see if Gunslinger beer, both Listolite and uh, what's the other one? 
Amber. 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 And yeah. if it's not there, ask for it. Yeah. Right. For it, sure. For sure. Don't just. I'm looking for exactly. Amber Light in a gunslinger scheme. The more people start asking for it, they'll bring it. Let the manager of your HB know if it doesn't show up that you want it there because mm-hmm. they need to ask for it. Yeah, we shouldn't be having to drive all around San Antonio just to pick up the beer. It should be in all HEBs. So the more noise you make, you'll get that beer. Yeah. So we're going to wrap things up right there. Nothing left to say but Smoking Guns is brought to you by Texas Sports LMT, and that stands for Licensed Massage Therapist. Specialized in sports massage, sports stretch, Swedish, and deep tissue massage. Texas Sports LMT has been in business eight years and was nominated Best of San Antonio three years in a row. She's worked alongside the San Antonio Commanders, making sure they were game day ready at all times. She has also worked and provided sports stretch to numerous players from the NFL and the NFL combined. And also, she's doing massages for the women's um, NCAA that's in town. Yeah, that's in town right now. Yeah, so she's really getting around with all the athletes. She's busy. She yep. is busy. She is busy. So you need to call her. So she's also worked and provided stretch sports stretch to numerous players from the NFL and the NFL combine. Sports stretch is structured to be performed on athletes of any size or stature. It is safe for just about anyone who is looking to gain flexibility in order to perform better on the field, in the gym, and in everyday activities. Give Laura, the Texas Sports LMT, a call to set up an appointment today at 210-459-0176. Again, that's 210-459-0176. It's not how you train. It's how you recover. You can also find Laura now. If you search the Texas Sports LMT mm-hmm. on Facebook, you're going to be able to get in contact with her. She originally had a different uh, the spa girl on the go or right. something that she was running with. She has changed that over to Texas Sports LMT. So if you need that phone number or you need any of her information, you can search her on Facebook at Texas Sports LMT and you should be able to find her. And she's still on the go, meaning she will go to you, to your For house, sure. to your work, a business, wherever. But that's where the two go came. But now she's really specializing in sports, but she still will go to you. Yep. Uh, Smoking Guns Podcast is also very thankful and we're brought to you in part by our patrons. We have an amazing group of patrons. Oh, yeah. Love them. I am uh, I, I, Iris. Uh, That's her name. Iris. Nice. And Mo Ferrante. Iris and Mo Ferrante. Mo helped us earlier today with our uh, technical difficulties. That's right. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. Yeah. She figured out our uh, our phone. That's turn it, right. Turn it off and on again, she said. From Team player. Dummy. From Facebook, <laughs> yeah. Did you try turning it off and turning it back on again? We did, and it worked. Yay. Herman Robles Jr., excited about Herm. seeing him. Uh, out of the game mm-hmm. soon. He made it out. Did he make it no, out? No, he didn't. No, because of work. Because of work. Well, he'll make it out there soon. Alba Nava, who we have run into at games before because she yes, is everywhere. Yes. All over the place making things go. And then, of course, Greg and Kim Nelson. Yay. Love seeing them. They didn't end up making awesome. the trip to Mississippi. Oh, they didn't. Okay. No. Uh, ended up changing their minds on that. And that's okay. They that's were okay. able to have coffee the next morning and watch the broadcast. Um, Maybe at five in the morning or six. Well, yeah, I mean, they could have. <laughs> I don't know that they woke up that early on Sunday morning, but uh, but they help us. You can help us to go to uh, patreon.com smoking guns pod. We just told you what's going to happen if you do. Um, we're going to we're going to take care of the next few people. We're going to get you drunk. <laughs> I don't know that one drink is going to get you drunk, um, but we're going to buy you a drink. Uh, first couple of people, first three people to get yes. on there. Three. Mm-hmm. And we're going to take care of some players, too, yes. that agree to come out and Get spend that. some time with us. Hopefully, they're on the fifth. So, 
That's all there is to say, except... Bang, bang. One more thing. Not oh. that yet. <laughs> Not no. yet. She's quick on the draw. She is quick on the draw. You can't, you can't be upset about that. Okay. Uh, we want to give a special thanks to Nico Thomas for coming yes, on and spending sure. some time with us. And we want to say that uh, football is San Antonio and San Antonio's football. If you need any evidence of that, you need, don't need to look any further than the smoking guns. And we have a message. For all those folks, we have a message for uh, the Bulls up there in North Texas. Ooh. The enemy. We have a message for those Raiders out there in Mississippi. Nice people, but I still hate your name. <laughs> <laughs> we have a message for those Buccaneers out on the oceans of El Paso. That's right. Bucaneros. Yeah. And we have a message for those wild people coming down from Austin here, in a, couple, here in a week. Mm-hmm. Stay weird. Stay wild. Stay mm-hmm. weird and wild. Yeah. Hey, windless. Uh, <laughs> another W. The wild, weird, windless Austin. Uh, we've got a message for all those folks. Football never gets better than when it's in San Antonio. And the 210 got something to say. Bang, bang. <laughs>